Welcome to the Perspective Podcast, where we embrace open dialogue from different perspectives about entrepreneurship, relationships, and education. And this open dialogue is needed, especially today, as we live in a Twitter finger society where everyone seems to care more about getting their point across than they are about hearing the other person's perspective. If you're ready to grow your business, your relationships, and your personal development, stick with us here at the Perspective Podcast, because sometimes in life, to get to the next level, you just need a different perspective. If I look like what I've been through, I'd be roadkill. Tell me off of the pavement, I'm reeking from the... All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of the Perspective Podcast. I'm C. Muzan, got T here with me. Say what's up, T. What's going on, Chris? I'm enjoying this beautiful snowy weather, you know? That's right. We went from the beach, the, the ocean views, to the mountain views, right? That's it. <laughs> different season, different time. You know? Different vibes. That's it. Sometimes it's nice to cuddle up by the fireplace. Sometimes it's better to be out. Sometimes it's better to be out on the beach on the sand, right? So I'm glad to see you picked your vibe this morning, brother. I'm just saying, man. For everybody that's not able to see it and you're just listening, just know um, that, um, yeah, it just doesn't make sense to have a sweater on at the beach. So <laughs> that is, that's not the vibe at the beach, man. It's not at all, at all. I've seen it before, though. I've seen it. I'm sure. I'm sure. People do all types of things. I've seen, I've seen the opposite. I've seen people in no clothes at, at, at the, right, in the mountains, in the snow. So That's true. I've seen that too. It is. What it is. <laughs> oh, man, I have a funny story, but never mind. Keep it going. We'll, we'll keep we it rocking. I don't want to throw, I don't want to di- distract this because it's going to take us totally left field. We digress. <laughs> and we can't digress at the very beginning. We can't digress in, within one minute. <laughs> we might be able to piece it in at the end, but not the beginning because our listeners actually need some substance from us. We appreciate all of you listening. As always, uh, you know, these, these conversations that T and I have are for you to hear our perspective, but also drum up your own perspective uh, and talk to us, chat about it, right? Message us, DM us, call us, hit us up so we can hear your perspective. We love having these conversations with everybody. So um, this week we're finishing up what we talked about last week. Uh, really talking about preparing uh, your skill set for the future, for what's up ahead. The jobs of today will not be the jobs of tomorrow. This is our perspective on it, but we have some supporting data to say similar. When the last time you saw a horse and carriage uh, rolling down the street? I'm just that wasn't a uh that wasn't like a, a parade or something. Right, exactly. Exactly. It's true. It's true because industries evolve, times yes. change, uh, industries die off. These things are just happening. And with the the rise of technology, the rise of um internet, metaverse, virtual reality, AI all these things that are out there that we hear but aren't necessarily adapting to fully just yet as a society it's what's going to change it's what's going to change the landscape of working it's going to change the landscape of everything that that we're doing so absolutely uh, we want to just come back and and give a little bit more because i know we have more of the list um last episode we read off a list of uh industries that were going to be around yeah have some growth yeah over the next 20 years or so that that was going to be some major growth and these are very practical you know industries and 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 as we talked about chris already kind of touched on like metaverse there's some abstract for some people right even still for me at times abstract industries that are going to be created i mean wait till you have a workforce within the metaverse like 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 yeah. That like oh no, I'm going to work. Whoop, <laughs> VR VR goggles on, right? I mean, they already they already do virtual meetings, literal virtual metaverse meetings at Facebook. They've been doing it for years, for years. Like, and then when COVID happened, it was like, okay, we already do this. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? We already virtually meet in the metaverse already and get things tackled and work on projects together in the metaverse, coding and different things like that. So from the comfort of your home, like without going into an office space. So they could pay you more because they don't need to house you in this office. Just, oh my God, there's so many things. Everything's changing. Everything's changing. And uh, we just want to get you prepared because 
we see this type of stuff and if people aren't paying attention to it as much you might mm -hmm. not see it you know we t just touched on a bit of this, this metaverse where i think we're going to wind up going deep into what the metaverse is and talking yeah. kind of nfts we'll do that on a later episode but like uh there's some people out there that don't even believe that like this is going to be a thing it's very much so very uh early internet where people are like this is a fad this is gonna yes. go away this is and this stuff is not going away this stuff is not going away like, people are joking like we might are we living in the metaverse now like do we even know you know what i mean like this is a game this is like a whole simulation so uh but either way we want to get you prepared for it. one of the things that t and i were just talking about offline real quick uh was this dynamic also it deals with working and your skill set but this mm -hmm. dy dy dynamic that might actually pop up before seven years ten years when this yes. thing really yeah. takes takes off there's probably going to be some dynamics where people that are working for companies or working in industries may not have to completely switch industries or switch uh, companies, but there may be opportunities to move up in that yes. industry. There may be openings and opportunities for management positions or you know leadership type positions because these companies are reshifting and um, mm -hmm. kind of reevaluating where they need their people and. What, what we were kind of talking about is, you know, we've probably both seen this on different on different sides of different industries that sometimes when people make the jump from just regular level entry level employee or even, you know, just a staff member, however you want to call them mm -hmm. to, to management or to leadership to that next position, they often don't know what they're what they're stepping into. Right. And they're, yeah. they're not aware fully of what actually is going to happen when they go from that staff member or just re regular employee to someone that's in a bit of a leadership position. And I think we wanted to touch on that because this might give some of you out there a little bit of insight because that might be you saying like, I have this job right now, but because my industry is blowing up or my industry is shifting and I've been here for some time, I might be able to jump into management. I might be able to get that salary raise or that bonus or that bump, yeah. whatever it is. But what are the things that now you might need to take on? What skill sets might you need to change? Um, T, kind of go 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 down that path a little. Well, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. I think it's 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 the thought around we, this whole context of this conversation has been pre preparing for the future. As far as is my industry going to shift and it leave me, and I need to acquire new skills to switch industries, or do I need to switch companies that are more progressive? Right. So maybe I need some skill sets there. But then there's the opportunity which we neglected la neglected last week, which is, well, hold up. What if I just increase? What if my job went away, but I just increased my skills and moved up to where the job did stay essentially at my company and I shifted and I needed to go you know, to a different leadership position. And it's so interesting to me as I've been a leader uh, for a number of years and, 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 and my responsibility was developing other leaders. And we were talking about this. And my favorite question, anytime someone says, oh, I want to I want to be a manager one day, I want to be a supervisor, I want to be a leader or whatever it is. And I always say, well, what's your definition of leadership? Like, how do you view leadership and um, or why <laughs> do you want to be a leader? It's actually my first question. And it's so interesting. And I'm giving some people some pieces of advice. If you're a boss, if you ever raise your head and you say, I'm looking to be a leader and your two primary answers is. I don't feel like doing what I'm going to be doing any longer for whatever reason, and I need to make more money. You probably put yourself at the bottom of the list, or that you might have took yourself off the list depending on the company, yeah. right? Leadership is not about you. Like you are literally saying, I don't want it to be about me anymore. I want to care about other people. Um, Chris, you reminded me of something Gary Vee talks about. When you go to leadership, you now are now working for your people. So in your job, if you're a staff member or entry level and you're like, I'm working for the customer, I'm working for the customer. Well, as soon as you say you want to be a leader, now you're saying, well, I'm working for the customer, I'm working more for the company, and I'm working for all these people that I'm going to be supervising. So now your capacity has to grow because now you have to get a group of people to be motivated to work for the customer and the business the same way that you were now. And now you actually have to serve more. You actually have to work 
more. You may not physically be doing the day-to-day type of deal, right? I worked in the car industry for a long time. So you may not be the one selling the car all the time per se, but you are the one that's ensuring the people that are selling their cars are in a good spot mentally, emotionally. They have all the tools and the things that they need. You now are working for another group of people that are more close than even the customer. See, the customer leave. That group of people still there. Right. right. That group of people you working with 40, 50, maybe 60 hours a week. Now you now they're looking at you like you got to serve me. We used to say external customer, internal customer. Mm-hmm. Right. Like that was just a way of like a, a quick reference. Yeah. And so if you are going out there, and your two primary reasons for getting motivated is you don't want to do with that job anymore and you just want to be able to make more money. Like I'm just telling you right now, you're not even in the right framework for leadership. It's so true. I I can give this similar similar guidance or similar uh, kind of uh, thought from the restaurant world, from the hospitality world. It's funny. I had a conversation with, you know, sitting somewhere eating some food and I had a conversation with the bartender and the bartender was talking to another staff member about uh, her going into or the, the other server was asking the bartender, like, how do I become a bartender? And the bartender was basically saying, like, you just got to work your way up, pay your dues here right? You become yeah. a bartender. And then I overheard that. And I was like, if you do that, the next step is they're going to ask you to go into management. I was telling the yeah. bartender and she laughed and she was like, they already got me, right? I'm in training right now. And I was like, I know yeah. because like, that's like the, the levels of it. I was like, but only do that if you're willing to stay in the restaurant, because once you get into management in the restaurant, your whole, like your whole life is going to change. You're going to take, yes. a pay, you're going to take a pay cut because now you're salaried instead of hourly now now all of a sudden you're gonna have more responsibilities and because now you're not just tending bar you got to like make sure staff are okay and all these things and I was like your entire position changes and you could tell she kind of thought about it for a minute and then just kind of laughed it off and was like oh well I'm gonna do my bartending thing I was like all right you know what I mean yeah and that's where people don't understand like you said T once you get into management you're now serving your people yes so much more and when you're just at that regular staff member, that regular employee position, you're only taking care of the customer. That's your only job. Take care and being of a good team player, right? Like sure. you, sir. But Showing up on time. Right. Yeah, exactly. But now, but it's not your main responsibility. You know, no. I, I used to say, you know, when I when I was working in restaurants, the reason why I was a good manager, I was a go-to manager, is because I actually did serve every part. I served mm-hmm. the staff, like they knew that if there was something happening either between them or between them and a table, like mm-hmm. I would have their back. Like I'll, I'll be good. I'm going to serve you in your position. Yeah. Guests always knew I would serve them because if they needed something, right, I would take care of them. I would serve our customer. I would make sure that they left with a you know pleasurable experience. Then, yeah. then the other side of management they don't talk about is now your upper management. When you're now oh, at sure. next level, you got to serve them even more so you, now. You, even more. Now you're just serving them to because now they see you as a person that could climb the ladder or to mm-hmm. take on more responsibility. So now you're serving them. And that's where a lot of people break when you go from that regular staff member employee to that next management position. It, be, it comes with a lot of serving, a lot yes. of responsibility, a lot of people focus. And it's not just a task focused thing. So just like T said, you just want to make money and you just want to get out of your role. Leadership still might not be for you. You might want to just go find a different job. Yes. (laughs) Right. That That makes more money. And do something different. And does something different. Absolutely. But a lot of times people stay in that comfort zone of like, well, I know this company or I know this, but you don't know leadership. And if you're not ready for that role, it's not going to, you're not going to, you're not going to be good at it. And I'll, and I'll say this, right? Like I have to be mindful of that um, when I've had people come to me and say that sometimes people haven't had good leadership, right? And, and I'm not like tooting my own horn because I've, I've been a poor leader to people before. I know I have, looking back now, I was like, oh, I was terrible, right? Right. But you know, but like, <laughs> I was terrible. And when you said that, I, when you said that, I, I remember this real quick and it's only a quick Go. story. I almost got into a fight with one of my first line cooks in my first management, <laughs> my first management position. I'm 23 years old, 22 years old. Oh my old, God. And my line cook is 40 something years old, Haitian guy. And apparently, you know, I'm just 
You just off. talk. You yeah, hey, do, hey. do your damn job. Yeah, <laughs> like, right. Exactly. And literally, I remember him like him being like, "What? What? You want to fight?" And like, I came back on the line type of thing. I I remember that. I was like, "What was I doing? What was I?" Doing? <laughs> Either way. Yes. Learning, listen, learning, right, listen. We all have our. This is us being perspective, full transparency, totally candid. Like we understand this. And so, with that being said, the people that saw you then maybe didn't see the best leadership, right. right? And then maybe they leave, and now that's imprinted, right? They didn't get to see your progression and your growth, where you were the go-to guy, you were the guy right. about to knock somebody out, right? right. They don't, <laughs> they don't cook the chicken the right way, right? And so, I have to, you have to take this in consideration of sometimes maybe people just have not seen good leadership they don't know what it looks like they maybe and then here go those things sometimes and i see this more often you may have a good leader not you know leader or two within a company but the company isn't structured for good leadership right because the leadership at the top isn't really good so it's kind of hard to you may have some outlier leaders but usually those leaders end up leaving because they're like this is poor leadership like they know what it looks like and so you have to be mindful of that so we're saying all this in the context of you want to prepare yourself for the future and if you're preparing yourself for the future then that means you need to be preparing yourself for upward mobility or you need to be preparing, preparing yourself for readjusting your skill sets, but and also maybe even readjusting just where you apply those skills at. Because I'm reading this book, it's called um, Barking Up the Wrong Tree. And it's a really good book. And it talks about like um, confidence and it talks about like who can become a millionaire and, and what does it mean to be like the best of the best and have balance and all these different things. And one of the things that they talked about for career success was not only just your skill set, but being in the right pond. That's what they talk, they, they use that ref, like being in the right space that embraces you, right. embraces who you are and how you are. Not just like, oh, I like to, you know, talk loud, but like how you flow within your, the context of your job skill as well. And like for me, one of the big reasons why I made the shift was where I was going and what I wanted to primarily focus on, it, 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 it was becoming more and more limited where I was at. So I had to make a change. So not only did I make a change of industry because I saw that happening, but also made a change of pond where now I'm able to flow, be myself, have a bunch of ideas, look at things, bounce things off, you know, get shot down 50 times, get one through, right? Whereas in other in the other environment, you keep getting shot down, they're gonna start looking at you like you're incompetent, right? Like, you know, it's just it was just that was the pond. So being able to move up and, and have that. And we want to make sure we put that out there because we really care. Like, trust me, I've talked people out of the job okay. at the interview. I've talked people out of the job that was there and not because like I was trying to get them out, but I'm like, is this really what you want to do? And they were like, no, I really want to be doing real estate. And I feel like I'm, this is taking time away. And I'm like, go oh, do real estate. Like, you know what I mean? And then they thank me like, man, you, you helped me or I don't want to be a plumber no more. Okay. Like, what do you want to do? I really want to go remodel homes, go remodel homes, <laughs> you know, like, you know, and it's, this is the context of the conversation. No one's in prison. Right. Okay. This is not prison. You joked earlier, Chris, talking about this is the like we might be in the metaverse now or the Matrix as the movie's coming out. Um, shameless plug for the Matrix coming out <laughs> later this month. <laughs> like I don't make any money off of it, but it, I love the Matrix series. Um, but but like you have to understand the complexities of what's what's now, what's moving, and be aware you're not in jail. Now it may feel like you you may feel like I gotta pay these bills, I gotta do this, I gotta do that. And I understand, trust me, I was just telling somebody a story of how my days were 16 to 18 hours, riding the bus six hours to ensure my wife had the car, dropping her off when she did work and then getting back on. I mean, look, when I was eating, well, I ain't gonna say that part, right? I was, <laughs> but there was a lot of stuff going on at that point in time. But I remember I just said, well, I'm riding this bus for six hours a day. After working an eight to 10 hour shift or whatever it was, I just had my audio book on and I said, I am going to get so much better. I'm going to develop my skills. And, and for me, it was leadership. I am going to move up so that I don't ever have to do this again. I can afford two cars. I can afford whatever I need to. And I remember I spent years doing this, years 
to the point now where I ain't even got to pay for a second car. I got a position now where they just like, here goes a car. Here goes a gas car. Here goes this. Because you put in the work in order to be able to have that to happen. And that's what we're trying to encourage you to do. Put in the work and you'll get what you want. But you also got to be thoughtful about these new industries, these new opportunities, and what you want to do and lining them up together. So I've said a lot, but I really wanted to make sure we put that in, in context to this whole conversation. Yeah, and I think that's that's perfect, T, because we're living through a time right now that you actually do have options. You're, you're not like you're, you know, you're you're not a tree. You know, you're not in prison. You're not a tree, right? Like you can yeah. change, like you. You can change anything you want. We want to give you that permission. If you haven't heard it yet before, T and yes. I will give you that permission. Like you Absolutely. can change, you can change. I often tell this to people that are feeling like they're stuck in, right, in, in one place or in one position. I always tell them, listen, you can change. That change will come with, right, good and bad, pros and cons. Like mm -hmm. there are, if you just up and quit your job today, it might break you free, but now you have to pay bills, right? You're yeah, yeah. <laughs> like there's, yeah. there's definitely consequences to each side, but there's pros and, and benefits to each side as well. So when you actually just go down the path of saying, okay, what is it that I want? What do I want to make happen? What's mm -hmm. going to, you know, fulfill me the most? Then you start going about making the plans of making a change. We just yes. want you to know that you can make a change, whether it's in your own job, whether it's in your own industry, whether you're getting out of your industry and creating yeah. a different skill set, either way, it's just change and you can make it happen. You can make it happen. And so from that side, what we talked about of just even moving up in your own company or within your, your industry, because there's a lot of that happening. I sent uh, an article to my buddy uh, because he's in the cybersecurity space and we had a conversation a long time ago, maybe uh, a year, two years or so ago about him going back to school for cybersecurity. And I was like, listen, the industry is already like getting there. Just go work for some good cybersecurity companies. You'll be able to work your way up because you're not going to need the degree necessarily. You just need to get your foot in. And I just saw an article on LinkedIn this past week. I sent it to him and it literally said that it's like the cybersecurity industry is like begging for people. They're get they're talking about regardless of degree or regardless of experience, they need you in. And I circled that part and I sent it to him and I was like, see, told you, like this is this was the time. Just get in and you don't need to go to school to learn it. You just need to get in and pick up your skill set, like you know, grow, grow, grow that skill set, and you'll have a career in that industry. Would that be considered information security analyst, cybersecurity? That's number 16 on our list. Great segue, Chris. Let me go that. right into that. Like, I'm go. like, hold up, that's what it was on our list. It's a booming industry. Average income in 2020, $103,000. That's the median income. Guys, listen, like just this is where I feel like I'm very practical about these things, very logical about it. We all use the internet so much more. We all oh are dependent on technology to some degree. We're all yes. dependent on transacting that way, getting yeah. our information, something communicating, like communicating all of it. Like we're dependent on these things. So what if there was like a cyber blackout? What if there was like a way that like all of a sudden the internet stopped or you got your accounts hacked and then you can't get on any of them? Like, of course, this is going to be a big industry. <laughs> like, of course, of course, you know, the more you get online, the more security you need. Like, that's just call it like call a spade a spade, right? Like, the more people are online, the more security you're going to need. And we haven't even touched on the security once they start figuring out ways with the blockchain. Now, the blockchain is kind of built in with security. Sure. But like, even there's even going to be levels to even that. But it's all coding. It's all computer text. It's all like. People yes. where hackers come in, like you can just recode, uncode, right? You can just do all that stuff. So that's where there's going to be a real need for people. There's going to be a real need for people in that cybersecurity, you know, uh, space. Funny when we talk about security, this probably isn't on that list, but I'll throw it out there. You know, one of the securities that is going to be needed this is a business idea I'll throw out there. It's the, mm -hmm. cannab the, the cannabis industry security. Like uh, you're talking about like, for their, well, which part of security? Because I, 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 go ahead, which part? 
So if we start with just at the level of the dispensary or, uh -huh. the, or, or the level of the transportation to and from the dispensary, mm -hmm. that is going to need heightened, heightened security moving forward. If mm -hmm. the cannabis industry continues to grow the way that everyone believes it will and yeah. become legal and that and all these things, mm -hmm. I would, I'd be curious to look back at the time of prohibition right after prohibition and if there was a thing for like people to steal alcohol or like loot a bunch of alcohol and stuff like that but i just have a feeling that if all of a sudden we start having all these dispensaries and these are just places that people know are storing tons and tons and tons of marijuana just sitting mm -hmm. in these places there's going to need to be like higher heightened technology security around these things because people would just you know, it's like robbing banks back in the day. You know what I mean? It's like, well, <laughs> like that's what it would be. Like people just taking out and all right, like ten of us, three of y'all. All right, let's go. Cause that, yeah. that's how it was back in the day. Well, like, a lot of these dispensaries now have like not now, they've been had it for years, but like votes, because you gotta remember, because it's not federally legalized yet, they can't put any of the money in the bank. So I have a friend, um, and I mentioned him before on the podcast, um, Vince Birdwell. Um, he passed away a few years ago, um, unfortunately, of a heart attack. Um, great guy. It's like my brother from another mother, you know, and, and it's always funny because he's white. So it's like we got, when we say that, it's like people are like, what? <laughs> right. Yeah. And um, but he um, he he talked about um, his he had a, he had a really good friend because he was in the industry on the LED lighting standpoint of helping them like the industry get the lights in there and efficiency and all that other kind of stuff so he was like a consultant to the industry um and he owned a, like a lighting company led lighting company and um he said he went to one of his friends and it was like underground like batman cave and there were seven semi-trailers filled with cash <laughs> And it was a vault, like it was like vaulted down. Like you had to go in, and the friend is like, you know, I trust you. He's like, what is this? He goes, did you rob a bank? He's like, no, this is all the cash that we have because we can't put it in the bank at that point in time. And literally, and he said the amount of security that they had to have was like a bank. Like even worse than a bank, because the bank don't keep the money there. Yeah. <laughs> like you know, they bank send the money off to the you know to the to the reserve or what have you, get it out of their system. These guys are literally sitting on it. So you talk about like when it goes federal, when when it federally gets approved, probably next year or so, and now they got to take these pay. Like I would not be surprised. God forbid. I hope it. I hope it doesn't happen. But I would not be surprised. If there's like some major heist. That are going to happen from getting just getting all that cash to the bank. Listen, I, it's going to come on both <laughs> sides. This, with this cannabis, cannabis industry, it's going to come on both sides. It's going to come on the cash side, the money side. It's going to come on the actual product side. Like, yeah, people are going to be out to like get the because again, you go from a warehouse, a growing warehouse, or a growing a grower that yeah. has to transport that, <laughs> like that right there. You know what I mean? Like. People ain't stealing tomatoes, but people will steal some weed. Oh, absolutely, they will. Absolutely, they will. because again, they'll money. It's, it's all so anyway. Because there's a black market for it. Of course, there's not really a black market for tomatoes and lettuce, there's but there's not. a black market still for this stuff. So all of it, all of it. right? Yeah. So there, yes, it's going to be. It's again, why we talk about this. There's a lot of opportunities out there, not to steal. There's a lot of opportunities out there with different industries. I mean, if we could just sit on cannabis for a while now, you know, like that's not my 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 deal, but like my cup of tea. But like, there's a lot of new people are becoming uh, what is it called, uh, bot botanists or whatever you know, botanists. Like they're becoming growing their own. Yeah, they're growing their own. People are understanding the science behind it. There's a lot. Uh, Man, there's so many different levels of weed now, and they're mixing and all this other stuff. We're talking about the legal stuff, like, you know, not the when they're cutting it and doing all the stuff in the streets, right. but like, you know, making it dirty and all that. I'm just, these are new wave of jobs, a new wave of jobs, like, totally new way. I mean, it's even changing industry where now companies, a lot of companies are letting go of the whole, you got weed in your system, we can't work here no more. Like I, a lot of companies are just like, all right, well, we just go, we're going to have to stick to the harder drugs because we won't even have, we won't even have employees. The NBA took that out already this season. 
that they're not testing for marijuana at all. Yeah, just let it go. They're like, they're like, just all right, this is gonna be go. a, this is gonna be a non-issue now. We're just not gonna. Yeah, it's just not gonna. Come on. Yeah, we're just not like, and this is going to continually, continuously happen. Like I'm, I've seen where marijuana was not a deterrent. Now, obviously, if you're doing certain jobs and different things of that nature, you know, insurance. This really comes down to insurance, right? Yeah. Like, and yeah. then, and now, and here, now here goes the funny part about that. While you might be able to work with it in your system per se, if you get hurt, workers' comp insurance they don't like they are hard by you. You are your own. <laughs> they're either gonna have to. They're either gonna have to change some of those laws, or people are just gonna understand that they're not gonna be. They're on their own. Like yeah. the company, yeah, the company's like, hey man, you can do whatever you want to do, but as soon as you get hurt doing it, they're like, oh, yeah, hey, you was under influence. That's on you. <laughs> I can't, oh man, the amount of lawsuits that's going to come from that. They're going to be like, they encouraged me to smoke weed. I was smoking with my boss and then I got hurt. Like, you already know, like you say, Chris and I are on insurance high. Chris, obviously deep inside of it. I'm just in there, right? Like, something going to change. Like, industry, what are we talking about right now? Industries changing, rules changing, jobs changing, new jobs created, like other jobs eliminated. This is life. So you you kind of jumped us ahead. Obviously, um, cybersecurity. Um, they're still going to be now. They have one here on this list. Lawyers. I will say this is probably more short term than long term because a lot of lawyers are about to get like they're they're about to get like crushed out of this system because what is it like paralegals, especially paralegals and stuff like that. They're going to get crushed. There's places right now from a few years ago that were testing robo judges <laughs> that you just went to the case and you would state your case. The robo judge would say, is this what I understand? You say, yeah, it go, the law says this, you are guilty. Next, <laughs> like, like, or you know, what you did is not. Not, not guilty. Isn't that what we want? Like, is like, isn't that what a ju- judge is supposed to be like? Fair and objective, right? Like, aren't they only they're supposed to go without emotion anyway? So, wouldn't that be the ideal robot? Like, the one that's just like this? Because, but I'm sure in the law there's some gray area. But that's not what we have a judge for, right? The judge is to uphold what the, the judges do. Law interpret is. the law, though. That's the that's why this gets tricky because judges. For example, um, a judge can say, I don't feel like this person should go to jail because they because of what they went through in this trial was enough punishment. Right. The judge would now determine, you see what I'm saying? I Whereas understand. we I might understand. be mad, like, what you talking about? Like, you know, you know, Pookie went to jail. Like, <laughs> exactly. you know, why why yeah. does Steve not go to jail? <laughs> right. 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 And this is like, you know, arguments that people have had. Um or Pookie didn't go to jail, but Steve did go to jail, whatever, you know, whatever it is. So judges have like, and then, and then judges set precedents, but then other judges may say, well, I don't agree with that precedent. So it's, it's, it's the gray area, but judges should be objective, pretty black and white about, hey, this is the law. This is what it is. But if you go to robo judges, the law will become even more like very black or white. Like if you want something different, you just got to change the law. Yeah, it'd be very, very black or white, but right. So lawyers yeah. is in there. But here, um, I'm, real, real quick about the lawyers, I really think that again, this is going to be something where we're looking at different types of attorneys, different lawyers, right? Like there might be some things that are going to emerge that people are going to need uh, more assistance for in the court system. It might not just be all criminal attorneys, right? Because when you break down lawyers and attorneys, there's a wide range of those. Oh yes, yeah, so corporate. So you know, yeah, you got injury, you got family, you got family law, right? You yeah. got divorce law, right? You yes. got all types of stuff that's in it, not just criminal yes. stuff. You got uh, con- contractual law. Like there's yes. so much in the law field that probably, again, us not being super deep into that space, there's probably going to be some emerging, um, you know, attorney segments that are going to come out that people are going to be in that are going to be in high demand you know if divorce yeah. attorneys aren't already in high demand which i'm pretty sure they are um well the the, the 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 ones where it's heavy reading heavy research yeah. that's where a lot of the technology is going to take people out that's like true. like you know what i mean it's same thing they have accountants on here a little bit further down but same thing it's like like yeah like turbo tax is amazing 
It's yeah. not the like it's not like always the best, but like if you're generally you could go to TurboTax and be pretty spot on. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, like, <laughs> like that's technology right now. We have like I've done my taxes on the phone before, yeah. right? Like when it was simple W twos, like anything keep- high information, high data, high research. Like you're not going to need people for that anymore. Like you know game, what I mean? As that much game, that game is already being won by all the companies that have AI technology, right? Like they're already developing that stuff, so it's going to make it easier and easier for people. Yes to be able to do what they need to do because this robot, this AI, this artificial intelligence kind of thinks for you and helps you down the path. Yes. So it makes it very simple. So that's- The financial already- industry, they, they, they're light years ahead of people on this, on the trading and stuff. Like when you're out there trading, like I'm talking about trading, you're trading against a machine. You're not trading against people anymore. Training is a machine. You, you, you haven't been training against people for like 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they, you know, they, this is for people that aren't around like the Wall, Wall Street traders and people on the floor of Wall Street has been cut significantly over the past five to five to 10 years. Sig- yep. Significantly. Right. Because when it used to be a person down there looking at trades and looking at numbers, it became a computer thing. That's just an algorithm for you to look and understand. All right, let's put this stop here. Let's put this, mm-hmm. you know, call here. Let's, yep. all right, this is the margin. It's, and that's not even a person. That's just a computer telling you that, but yep. it's accurate. <laughs> so yeah, it's to the T. Yeah, it's accurate. So now I don't need people because this computer is more accurate than the person. I heard Jack Ma say that I, I, I'm going to butcher kind of the quote, but I listened to him say something along the lines of like, you know, the, the first age was, uh, the industrial age which allowed us to go from like using just our hands to using machines right Mm -hmm. the the machines assisted our hands and then the next one was information which is what we're in we're now right the computer has more information than our brains have so we don't actually Mm -hmm. need the information and Mm -hmm. so he says the next wave is like the emotional the the eq the empathy side like that's the thing that we have to start training children in and equipping our people in because yes. that's actually what robots or computers can't do just yet, mm. right? They don't have, well, I know. Well, except for the one as, that talked to Tony Robbins. I know, right? <laughs> remember that? <laughs> I, I do remember that. Just, just not at scale yet. Just not yes. at scale it can't yeah. do that yet. So that's what we start equipping our children for. But that information part is where I don't think people understood that we've made that switch, right? Computers mm-hmm. are smart. We're not going to fight the computer. We're not going to fight the technology. Because it can do things better than we can. It can do a Wall Street algorithm better than a human being can. It can predict, right, the outcomes of certain stocks, or if we're talking, you know, financial stuff, certain investments better than a human can. So we're going to lean in on that and stop teaching people to just have information or to gather information. That's what we have technology for. This is the point of like school going to change because i don't need to have it all like i don't i I don't need to be an expert and know everything i just need to be resourceful to be able to get to it right right like that's like that's the game now like i don't go in 20 years ago i don't get the position i have right now because i wasn't in the trade i wasn't in i didn't have the skill set but today there's others in a lot of technology around it that allow me to be in the position that I am right it, now a lot of the knowledge is still held in right but it's starting to transition out which opens the door for people like me right. to now come in and still not even know it but can run the business side of it why because the business is already automated like the business side is already automated that part's already automated now we're just running automation and really it's eq it's who has the ability to influence people to go in a particular direction and I know people are like, I don't want to influence anybody. You're always influencing somebody, even if it's just yourself. I influence myself every day to go to the gym. I influence myself. Huh? I influenced myself yesterday not to uh, not to eat a donut. Right? <laughs> like, you got to be like, yeah, again, we keep bringing these same things. They keep coming back around because it's the reality of it. Right. So as we keep going through this list, I know we want to try to get through it. Um, physical therapists um that's going to be a big one um 
Like that's now that one's gonna be hard to be automated, right? Like, cause there's a lot of what EQ that goes into helping people want to do their physical therapy to help themselves. Yeah. Um, so then we go down here, computer systems analysts. We just talked about this. Everything computer system analysts. Every, every computer thing is gonna be big moving forward. Everything physical assistants, um, phys physician assistants, the medical field. The medical field is about to blow up like it's about to have another boom chris like 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 this is about to have another boom like but in what way right like that's the thing that we because they're like if i talk about nurses there a lot of nurses i know are transitioning out hours are long they're now understaffed they're being worked like crazy they're not you know yes they get paid okay but yeah, not, yeah. they don't feel like most nurses don't feel like they get paid what they're worth really you know what i mean for the work that's that that's do. that's the problem um yeah. I, that's the problem because nurses is like high high on this list it makes sense what you're saying chris it's more in demand because people don't want to do it because they feel like they're getting taken right right like so the whole thing i don't is, know like this is, is going to change the whole thing is going to change because yes people's behaviors are changing the what people are expecting out of uh, employment, what they're expecting out of their free time or their personal life or their work life balance, that's all changing. Yes. Salaries aren't changing too much, right? Like, well, that and that's where you're gonna win, right? Yeah. I mean, let's think about this for a second. Now, what did COVID allow us to do? Um, when I had when I wasn't feeling too well and I had like a general like mm, a little stuff you know, but I just need to talk to a professional about it instead of Google. I pick up my phone. Hey, Doc. Your video hey, call. Your video how you call. doing? He's like, hey, how you doing? Or she's like, hey, how you doing? I'm like, I got this going on. They're like, let me see. <laughs> like, you know, like they're doing the normal things. And then they're like, all right, you know what? You're good. Here goes the prescription. Five minutes. No more. Got to take the kid out of school. Or I got to stop. I can't go to work. I'm going to be late. I literally want in five minutes. If something seems a little bit off, they like, come in. But for the most part, technology just just put it away how many nurses now don't have jobs because people went this way yeah. doctors now are seeing what five times more people now of just the natural like the basic stuff yep. like chris like it's all changing man it's all changing so now if you're an employer like like i don't need a lot of nurses so now what's going to happen is i may have less nurses and less office staff and the people i do have i just pay more because like you said, so many people just pay more. But who are the people that are going to get to stay, Chris? Tell the people, who are the people that are going to get to stay? I mean, it's it's always going to be the people that bring the most value to the company, that bring the most value to the doctor, bring the most value to the person. Like it's always the people that have improved themselves and have the skill set to add value, more value to people. And guess what? Half of that battle, in my opinion, is how you make your boss feel. <laughs> It's the EQ. It's still the influence at the end of the day. Chris, have you ever been part of a downsize or anything like that or seen it or heard about it? I've seen oh, it. I've seen it. And and have you not ever heard people say, I was better than them? How did they get to keep the job? And I did it. Yeah, all the time. Guess what? They want they played better in the sandbox right. than you did. Right. They played better in the sandbox. Right. Now, some people may say, oh, that's brown nosing. No, that's called like, for example, when you when you're dating, you're trying to date your wife. Were you an asshole or were you a complete gentleman? Yeah, I was or were you a nice mixture of both? Because she might was, like that. Yeah, I was on I was on my best behavior most of the time, but yeah, you know, courting. Right, like so, so now and and as you when you realize, hey, I want this to go further. What was your behavior like? like I got better I improved right like I just I continued to show that side that this that things are good <laughs> so if you want to move up on your job or you want a new job treat it like a relationship that you want to go further like people get indignant <laughs> I don't know why oh you know I'm not I'm not I ain't got to be coming to here chit-chatting um I don't know any relationship that you've built without having a conversation right 
Like, I don't, I don't know. And I tell people all the time, you know where people get promoted? This is just my thing. It's after hours or before hours. Because now you got quiet time with the boss. You mentioned this a couple weeks ago, Chris. You get quiet time where the boss isn't maybe in go-go mode and they're just chilling. You might see them on their phone. You may notice they were looking at something, you know what I mean, or whatever. This is the time you build relationship with people the same way you do with friendships, the same way you do with your relationship, like your marital type relationship or a boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever, or boyfriend, boyfriend, girlfriend, girlfriend, whatever your thing is, right? <laughs> like, yeah, say that these days now. Oh, like, right. you know, yeah. we get shit, we gonna get censored. <laughs> we don't <Yeah>. say it. <laughs> like, hey, that was just straight up. I'm just being honest. Gotta say it all the time now, right? Like, you know, I'm not we're not in the position to be Dave Chappelle yet. We can't say F you everybody and keep it moving. Right? <laughs> <laughs> gotta cover all the bases, man. We gotta, we gotta cover, cover all the bases. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sticking to the TikTok thing where the guy was like, you gotta explain the birds and the bees and the bees and the birds and the birds and the birds and the bees and the bees <laughs> and the bee that used to be a bird that's still a bee and it still got a stanger. Like, you know, <laughs> it was like it's, it's a lot. It's a, a lot, lot to, going on. A lot to explain. But nonetheless, in all of those scenarios, you are showing that you care, that you're interested in the other person, and you are building a relationship. There is EQ there, right? Emotional intelligence there to build those relationships. This is what you still got to do, period. So um, so as we continue this, as we get through this, accountants and auditors, that's another industry. Short term, it's needed because it's getting automated so hard, um, but also... That's one of those ones that, uh, unless you start getting specialty, like real specialized in it, it's going to get tough. If you probably just your generic walk into this building, I'm not going to name no names, and you get your taxes done, like that's probably that's 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 going to die if it's not already pretty much dead. Yeah, that's going to be a thing of the past. Like they're going to move everything super automated. But again, accountants um, that are now helping small business owners. Because that's going to be a huge need. Yes. Small, small business owners through this boom right now. Because that's kind of what we're going through. It's, it's crazy to live in it when sometimes we wish we could just kind of take a step back and see what's happening. And, and we won't know that until we move forward in the next, you know, 10, 15, 20 years. Yeah, we'll see what this we'll looks like. like. Yeah, we'll see kind of what this error was and what it was about. But remember, we just talked about this on the, on the podcast that uh well august and september or september and october like a large amount of people quit their job you know four oh yeah yeah the great the great um resignation yeah the four four percent or five percent of the workforce like <laughs> chose to leave over in two months in the past, yeah. past few months so that's gonna have a ripple effect and that's why why we're even having this conversation yeah but specifically down this path of you know, uh, accountants and auditors and things like that, it's because a lot of people actually transition to their own business. Yes. We transition to some form of supplemental income, whether making money online, making money by selling a product or some business. Ubering, DoorDash. Uber, yeah, right. Yeah. Like we figured out kind of how to go about making money. Well, at the same time, ladies and gentlemen, the IRS is gearing up to bring in auditors to start auditing more people. Right. Mm-hmm. There's, there's actually, there's actually an article that they posted that said the IRS is hiring a large amount of agents to start to gear up for audits moving yes. forward. And it's just probably going to be 2023, 2024 type of thing. Because everybody got a business. Exactly. And you got the crypto side of things. You got all this other stuff, man. Why like Why they're trying to bring in all types of like laws and regulations around people's cash apps and Venmos and PayPal yes. and all those types of things because they're figuring out like, oh, people are figuring it out. People are transacting and right. we're not getting our cut. Exactly. We, the, the government. The government, right? People are finding ways to hide it. They don't have all the systems in place to for, for them to track it. So the IRS is gearing up with their auditors. People need to start gearing up with their own auditors and accountants and bookkeepers yes. and making sure that that stuff is going to uh, protect you. Yeah. Protect you from giving back all your money to, to the government. By the way, for everyone that's listening, just so you know, an, an audit is not what you want from the IRS. That, that is the last thing that you want. Te- technically, many people might not know this. Technically, an audit can go back as far as they want to go. Yeah, with taxes, it's unlimited, right? Yeah, yeah it's unlimited. Once, once, they, once they choose to audit you and they choose to audit like a year or two and something's off, they can just keep going back. Mm-hmm. They can just keep going, right? And that 
for some business owners, that could be very scary. And that's not the thing that you're going to want. So you're going to want to get ahead of this and be proactive yes. to this. And that's probably why that they're, they're, they're on the, the list. To be honest. Yeah. Well, shout out to CP. Um, he helped me set my LLC up officially and go. he helped me. I, I stopped doing my own when I got, I started doing all my crypto, my business stuff, have that. And I was like, accountant, like straight up, like, what do we do? Leverage our college teammates, college mm -hmm. compadres. And was like, I, you got a small business. Let me help you. You help me because I already knew from the beginning, if I don't have my stuff in order, because what you just said, they can come back. And if I'm just messing around now thinking I'm doing nothing, oh, he made a couple thousand dollars and they come back and them couple thousand add up, couple thousand here, couple thousand here, couple thousand there. And I cross that threshold, your boy going to be like Wesley Snipes. And I ain't trying to be like Wesley Snipes. <laughs> Think of the amount of people that get hooked up for tax evasion or, you know, avoiding taxes. And a lot of times it's just because either A, they didn't know or B, they had a poor accountant or somebody. They had a poor accountant. Yeah. yeah. Like that's why people that bring in, you know, lots of money from many different sources you have to have like an accountant for your for your accountant right you got an accountant that counts up like and does it and then you got somebody that checks them and checks and does work. the tax part of it yeah and, and like actually checks our company does our yeah. company does our company has accountant yeah. and then but for taxes we have a whole nother mega firm that we use because they're the ones that know they they're the ones that got the in with the government with they're the ones that meeting with the little fed saying exactly what does that rule be but that's separate from our internal accountant like you said that's counting it all up on a day-to-day -day basis it, rule of thumb like i got i learned this being in the new business i'm in working ceo he's like you never want those two people to be the same he's like you never want those because the person that's counted up always can make up the story right and especially if you're not paying attention or you're not as versed as a, as a business owner, like in and, and my business, like my, my current boss used to be an investment banker. And he was on the pot. So he's like into it. He just doesn't prefer to do it. Right. But still, if he wasn't, most people don't know about accounting. They don't care about that stuff. But the tax part of it is a whole nother animal. So you like, what are we saying? People are like, oh, I'm not I'm not that big yet. You got friends. Right. You got people, you know. Call us. We'll put you in front of people. We'll leverage our relationship. Right. You again, like understanding people because you got to have these things. All these people side hustling, making their money, trading, bragging how they stocks going up and all this other stuff. Better be careful. We got to be careful. Like, oh, just know Uncle Sam's got to get his. That's all. As long as you keep that in mind and remember. And if you're not keeping proper books, it's going to be something you're going to want to do because it'll literally it'll literally take away all your profits. It'll erode your entire business. The yep. last thing, last thing you want to do, if you get into 50 grand worth of debt with the IRS, they can take your passport. Just so people know, right? Like they, they don't play. The IRS doesn't, they always say, right? Like the one thing you want to do is pay your taxes. Do not play with Uncle Sam. And yeah, nah, you, might, you might think you're small, but one day you're going to be bigger and they can still come back. They're going to look for the big fish that yep. have been making moves that haven't been in their best interest. Uh-huh. So well, listen, A1, um, good conversation around that. Um, going through number 11 real quick, post-secondary health specialist teach teachers. Um, uh, number 10. Let's stay there. Like, this is why we're not going to get through this list, T. Because there's a lot that goes into this stuff. Yes. Health specialist teachers. What say post-secondary? Post-secondary health specialist teachers. So Health specialist teachers. This is literally health consultants, health coaches, people that can teach actual nutrition and health and those types of things. How important is this gonna be moving forward? We're, we're growing through this, this stage of, you know, organic food and, you know, food grown inside, like, you know, vertical farming. We're, we're looking at obesity, we're looking at medicine and all types of things. And all these things come into play to say, your health is important. Your health is important and because the education system and our society and the media has done such a horrible job over the past 40 years of teaching us what's right about our health and what we should know or what we should be able to do is probably mm -hmm. going to be a large boom of people that need to now go out and start because post-secondary just so we're clear they're, they're teaching other professionals and and i just researched as you were saying it's spot on you're spot on post-secondary professors who teach courses in health fields such as dentistry, 
um, laboratory, technology, medicine, pharmacy, public health, um, which you're just on therapy and, uh, and therapy medicine. And it excludes nursing instructors and um, biological science teachers. So, yeah, because again, we talked about how this, all those things are getting disrupted in the industry. So now you're going to need people. Teachers that, to teach. To, yeah, to teach people it. that can teach that to the masses because it's going to be a need right? Those, those industries are going to be needed. So now you're going to need people that know the industry to teach it so we can get more people. Like, we don't even know half of the jobs, guys. We don't even know when you're, when, when there's a, there's a, when there's an influx of teachers to then teach students that are going to appear, a, a, teachers, different set of skill sets than just doing every, Chris, has not almost everything come down to very specialized, like in technical or very specialized in understanding people? It's like, it's, it's like, it's like. You have a skill with a thing, with an industry, with a thing, or you have a skill with people. You have either one of those, but that's what you, you need a skill in that. It's no longer going to be, I have this general knowledge and I'm okay with doing a I can do an Excel spreadsheet. Great. I'm glad you can do an Excel spreadsheet. <laughs> Remember that used to be criteria on like people's like, like jobs. I hated Excel. I, I, I was the worst at Excel. <laughs> I was the worst. You would put that criteria on there. Like I could do, like, I know how to do Excel, Microsoft Word, da, da, da. like it's like, that's not going to be a thing anymore. You're going to need to have a specialized skill set. Yes. To say that this is the value that I bring. And therefore I'll get compensated properly for this value because this is what I know. And there's not going to be a ton of people that know what I know or do what I do. And And then you'll be able to, and then the Excel word thing, that's just another way or one note. It's just another way of saying, these are the tools that help that I use for this skill. That's all it is. These are just the tools. So it's good stuff. I like that. Um, we might we might have to go to number three, bro. We're probably gonna go to number three. I have to because we're down. All right, so we just did ten more, and there's there's ten more. So I think we just do. We probably should we just do number three? Yeah, because we just blast here. through. Nah, we can we can do number three because listen, there's there's a bunch here that for everyone that's that's listening. Hope this is adding value to you because really this is just about this perspective or this transition in our work work world and our economy and and how we're able to now live in society right there's going to be again to pull it all together there's going to be jobs over the Mm -hmm. next five to ten years that we don't know uh, that we don't see right now but if we start to understand what's happening in the world what's happening in these other industries what's going on and then start to put skill sets like move our skill sets in that direction you'll be fine your family will be fine there will always be work right as much as we might talk employee, entrepreneur, as much as we go, there will always be forms of work. Yeah. It's just what work will pay you the most, will be, will put you in the best position, right? Like that's what mm-hmm. you have to pay attention to. And just like T said at the beginning of this, yeah, at one point, somebody that made, you know, horseshoes, they were in high demand because there were a bunch of horses around. Somebody that made, you know, buggies, that they, they were in high demand because that, that's all that was around. But fast forward, we're, there's none of them around. So we're just yep. trying to make sure that you all understand and that you're equipped to know that it's quite possible that the industry you're in, the job position you're in right now, may not be around in five years. It may not be around in 10 years. Look, I, I have a friend to really drive this home who just called me, um, really good friend. And he's like, hey, man, because um, he's been like rocking at his new position for about a couple years now, right? He's been like crushing it, breaking his sales record. I mean, like really doing his thing, like his own personal sales record or whatnot. And then he hit me up and I was like, and he was like, yeah, they, um, they just eliminated my position. And I was like, I thought y'all was crushing it. He was like, we were, but the outlook of the company says customers are transitioning away from needing us the way that they need us. They want us to go from out in the field to over the phone and through tech support. Customers are transitioning that way. And he's like, and he's like, we're a profitable department. We're all this, but it's going to ultimately erode and they're transitioning us now. And now this company was a good company that said, we guarantee you a new position. 
somewhere else within the company. You just have to apply for it. You, you'll get something else within, but that doesn't mean it's going to be the same amount of money. And it actually wasn't. Some positions had more money, some were less, you know what I mean? And whatnot. But it, it was just like, I'm good at this. I'm doing great. I'm doing everything I'm supposed to do. And the industry, the consumer has changed. Yeah. And the company wants to change too. And now I have 90 days to get a new position or find another job. I just hate, I hate seeing anybody in that position, to be honest. Right? I, I listen, it's a good friend of mine. We talked about it a couple of times and I was just like, I wouldn't even know. Like, you know, I mean, I know what I would do, but I'm just like, like, huh, I've yeah. been a part of a downsize yeah. where it was like, we like you, but you're not good enough to keep. The other person that came with you, we're keeping them. They're a little bit better than you for what we see, but you're good, but you're not good enough. So I got downsized. I was 90 days in. I wasn't even 90 days in. This, the, the place that I work lost the revenue stream and they were like, well, we're cutting back. Whoop. Everybody 90 days, get a quick evaluation, 90 day evaluation. Are you staying or going? And I did not make the cut. I was close, but I didn't make the cut. We're trying to, we're trying to save everyone out there. You know, hopefully these things don't happen to you, but if they do, we just want you to be prepared because obviously yeah. they do happen. They, they do. do happen, right? Personally, and a good friend of mine, yeah. This, his department's gone. Profitable department. Profitable. Gone. Yeah. And this is, you know, this is why I get on my entrepreneur rant. I, 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 feel, <laughs> one coming, to me. I, feel, I feel one coming up in my spirit. Oh, right Lord. <laughs> I'm going to try Save to it. fail it because, yeah, we're at the end. Save we're it. Save it. it. But for real, like, this is why, like, don't ever let put yourself in a position to have that happen potentially to your family. You should always have another stream, always have another outlet, always have something that you can control that. Because again, the hand the hand that feeds you also has the has the power to starve you, right? Ooh. So man, say that again. Yeah, the hand that feeds you also has the power to starve you. Man, I ain't never heard that before, Chris. And we didn't talk a lot. We didn't have a lot of conversations, Chris, over the years. We've known each other since two thousand yeah. five, six, six, five, five. And, oh my God, the hand that feeds you. Is the hand that can also starve you. I've never heard that before. I'm sorry. That's a, that's 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 imprinted in my soul at this point. Because it's just truth. It's just truth. Always remember that hand that feeds you also has the power to starve you. Yeah. And and it can starve you. So that's why you have to go create your own. You have to feed yourself. You have yeah. to, you have to find ways to keep feeding yourself because we get dependent on these handouts on the hands that feed us, and it doesn't it doesn't play out that way long term. Just look around. Yeah. Just look around, right? Look at the people that that was, that is their life or what they were doing. So we're just trying to wake some people up. Hopefully you guys get this idea, get this information and take it in and start to educate yourself. Start to see what are the trends? What are, what are the industries? What are my skill sets? What are the places that I can maybe start learning something? And again, that learning doesn't mean you have to go back to school. Doesn't mean you have to go oh, back no. to college. Like yeah, yeah. there's plenty of learning that can happen outside of here. So just figure out like, all right, well, what is it that I need to prepare myself and equip myself for and to, to be able to make sure that my family stays good moving forward? That's the perspective we want to give you. That's the information we want to provide for you so that you can be on top of this and ahead of this kind of tidal wave that's coming uh, of all yeah. the transition so that your family's taken care of. And I'll say this, um, and, and, I, and I wasn't going to say it, but it's just in my spirit. If you do, because like some professions require you to go back to school, like the medical field, you kind of got to go to school. I prefer you go to school too, right? Um, <laughs> right now, the government, there's some places considered like um, deserts, like healthcare deserts, where there's not enough healthcare professionals as you kept seeing this. And the government now is paying for 100% of your school if you go into the medical field and be willing to go to one of these deserts. Now, when I say desert, I don't mean like places nobody want to live. Like one area that's considered a desert is actually Atlanta. The Atlanta area is considered a desert. I know this because one of my very close people works um, with the government and that's what they do. They help people get their schooling paid for 100%. They work for the government. So let me say it that way. They're no consultant. They work for the government and they're trying to give hundreds and millions of dollars away in paying for tuition to get people that want to go into the medical field and they're willing to go help an area add value. And these are good paying areas 
And if you're willing to do that for whatever amount of time, you get all of your school paid for, whether you're trying to be a nurse, a doctor, or whatever. So if there is somebody that's like, I do, and I am considering this, hit me up and I can put you in contact with my people. And you never know, you can probably have your dream of going in and not having the debt that we keep talking about staying away from. Right. If there is resources available, be resourceful, hit me up, hit Chris. If you know Chris, Chris will connect you to me and we can make sure that happens because they're looking for people like, so bad right now and they're will the government's willing to say we're gonna pay for it up the front not after 10 years of you paying yeah. on your loan not that program i'm talking about the one that's like there we go we just gonna get it done so that hit me up that's that's solid they they tried to do that with the teachers but it didn't play out the same way of yeah. like you know that was a teaching for america or whatever it was where like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. get your degree and if you work in this like inner city right the community teaching will pay you off will pay off your loans and some people didn't go all the way through because they couldn't last as long in those areas some i feel like the government didn't come through on all those loans so either way these are our opportunities though yeah these are opportunities to explore to, yes. and make sure that you and your family are good so we're going to sign off this week. We'll come back next week and do a part three because, again, we think that this is an important thing to start talking about. It's funny because we're kind of planning out when T and I talk about like kind of what we can give you guys and what we want to talk about. A lot of times it is about the stuff that's on our mind currently and that we're already engaged in. But we also are thinking about what you can use and what would be information or impactful for you. And so once we go through this kind of job transition thing, we're going to jump into some other metaverse cryptocurrency some oh, other man, we're, gonna, we're gonna go heavy that's right and go really dive into it because it's important for you guys to start to understand this it's not going away it might seem like a bunch of hype and there's probably some hype around it but it's going to be it's going to be something that's going to be in our society for some time so you got to get the information you got to get ahead of it uh, but next week we'll jump back on and talk about the rest of this transitioning of the workforce and uh, continue to share our perspective. And we want you guys to continue to share your perspective with us, right? Continue Absolutely. Hit us up, let us know how we can uh, assist you or at least just have a conversation and uh, share our perspective or share your perspective with us. And then obviously, again, the reason we do this is so you know there's no right or wrong. It's just, it's just about your perspective. That's it. That's it. That's it. I like it. Cool. Let's sign off for this week, guys. Until Thank you guys. Week. Subscribe, like, all that fun stuff, wherever the button's at. You know how it goes. So, you know how it goes. Peace. Until next week. Take care.